This is Proxilla Radio, the UK's first dedicated progressive rock music radio network. You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. Hi, this is Tom Roche. And this is Mike Lord. And welcome to another episode of Tabletop Genesis. Uh, you'll notice if, <laughs> if you're a longtime listener that we kind of switched things up a little bit. And I was doing the intros today, mainly because we're going to feature a lengthy interview in the middle of the uh, episode where I spoke to two different people. So since I did the interview, Mike gladly offered me the chance to intro and I said, sure. It's so hard. How do you do a mic on every, every You know, point? it's a shocking thing, but, you know, you just, like many podcasters, you just start talking and it all comes out. Wow. That's how it works. You earn your money. That, that's right. So, <laughs> so thank you for the checks. I appreciate it. So what we're going to be talking about today is the recent release or of earlier this year of the Bataclan 73 show, which was restored in 4K HD however you want to look at it, it's a pristine version of this concert footage from a Foxtrot tour show in France that has made the rounds for years on YouTube, but very poor quality, must have been transferred 80 million times. And, you know, by the time we're seeing it, it's it's hard to make out. You're like, okay, this is, you're playing Musical Box, Bits of the Knife, Return of the Giant Hogweed, and Supper's Ready with interviews first throughout and it was a nice piece of history and I, i'm sure you you saw it before mike yeah i've seen bits of it the funny thing like i i'm not huge into video bootlegs or or video films most of them you know you see once and you're like oh that's cool and then it, it kind of fades from memory or whatever so but you actually kind of sent this around and said you should watch this and i was like oh okay fine <laughs> And because I had seen bits of it before and I was like, okay. And I watched it more as a, almost an experiment to see like, okay, how, how did they restore this? How does it look? And when it came on my TV screen, I was like, oh my God, this does look like it was filmed yesterday. Like the, the clarity of it was incredible and it was very well done. And so kudos to the guys for doing the work to put, put the effort in to do this because you don't really know how fuzzy it is. You just think, oh yeah, it was the early seventies until you see a better copy, which I don't know if they had a first generation film that they were able to scan or whatever. Some of the details is talked about in the interview, but it was, it was really great to watch. And the sound was pretty solid too. Like, again, it's, it's, I don't know if it was kind of, you know, low grade television sound or whatever it was, but it sounded good for what it was. I remember it was back in March and it was like you said, sometimes you'll get these, you'll see people post about, oh, this footage was restored or we just made an upgrade to this and you watch and you're like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, I give that a thumbs up. But when I saw this, I just, I was blown away and everyone who posted that day was like, who did this? This is amazing. And so that's when I sent the link around, right? I emailed, I texted you, Stacy and Simon 
and I knew you hadn't watched it or none of you would watch it because none of you texted me back. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a short <clears throat> And then all of a sudden, Stacy and Simon wrote back and said, oh, my God, this is amazing. And you're like, maybe I should check this out. Yeah, that that really was my my reaction. Like, oh, OK, well, I'm like, if especially, you know, uh, you like more of this stuff generally more than I do that type of like video stuff and everything. So it's not it's not like I dismiss your opinion, Tom, but it was no, more no, like exactly. So but it was more like, oh, if Stacy and Simon are gushing about this, their attitude might be a little closer to mine so that the, if they were impressed, I was like, oh, yeah, that that's pretty cool. So. And we were all, I think, texting at the same time, watching this, maybe not in sync, but almost in sync with each other. And we were all just very impressed by it. So I totally get why it was impressive. Now, I'll be all honest, too, and this is nothing at no slight against the people who did, who've done it. I haven't watched it since then because that's just my <laughs> own thing. But I know that if I wanted to show it off to somebody and say, here's what Genesis was about back in the day. Now I have a perfect example to show them that kind of made sense. Although again, I would argue with some of the camera shots that the original cameraman made, but that has nothing to do with the guys who restored it. It's like, Oh, there's a guitar solo. Let's focus on Peter jumping around the stage. It's like, Oh, I want to focus on his face for the entire last half of the song. Yes, exactly. So, and, and just kind of miss out on all these other things. That's, that's what you kind of miss. It's like, oh, we see the very end of Supper's Ready. I was like, couldn't you have shown any of the Apocalypse in 9-8 solo? Did you just not record that? Or is that just literally lost to the mists of time now? But again, that has nothing to do with the restored restoration work. Right. And, and uh, we took some time and we, you know, we saw who produce this and we said we'd like to get to know a little bit more about how they did it and the people who yeah. did it and the credits on this said uh it was brought to you by the genesis museum and ikneton who is which is the youtube name of thomas marchand hopefully i'm pronouncing that right who Maybe. lives in paris so i was able to get the two of them on a zoom call and i talked to them about what their process was kind of thanked them obviously for doing this because it's been a huge deal in Genesis circles over the past couple months and just also ask them what they have coming up because if they this came out and I think some other things came out recently too which we'll talk about after but I just wanted to see like what their process was and and get to know them and so this was the uh, interview with them fantastic let's roll tape <laughs> Hi, this is Tom, and I have the pleasure of speaking with two people who have kind of been in the Genesis news recently, uh, Adam Gottlieb from the Genesis Museum, and Tamar Machon, who is Ikneton on YouTube. And the reason that we're talking to them today is uh, recently, I think in March it was, we got a, a, some surprising footage that I don't think any was, anyone was expecting. The Bataclan footage from France, which has been in circles and YouTube for, for years, but in poor quality, was released, restored, 4K version, and it really blew everyone away. It was just fantastic. And 
I must have watched it at least probably five times. I know people have just really been over the moon about it. So we have to give credit where credit is due. From the uh, credits of this, it was you know brought to you, done by Genesis Museum with Ignaton. So I just wanted to kind of get some background. Uh, let's talk to Adam first. Adam, we're doing an international recording today. Adam <laughs> from the Genesis Museum is in Cleveland, and Tama is in Paris. So we're all, we're crossing the pond here uh, just to try to get you the answers to this fabulous video. So Adam, first of all, for people who don't know, if you just briefly explain what the Genesis Museum is, how long it's been going, what your main objectives are. I've been a Genesis collector for a lot of years, probably, I don't know, 30 some years, 35 years, something like that. At the time, you know, there was no internet to speak of anything you got was out of Goldmine magazine or something like that. And, and you really had no idea what anything looked like. You had no idea where would you find this magazine? What, what kind of pictures would be in it? What, what was the catalog of this record? Uh, you really had no information like that. So I had this uh, idea to make a, um, a website to kind of collate all that information, kind of a virtual museum, a museum you may love to go to, but if it's not financially viable, or, you know, viable to get all of these items into a physical museum, you know, we'd make a virtual museum. So this was about um, 1998 that I uh, started the, the website. And, um, you know, I put all of my collection up there and also got contributions from lots of other uh, people and, um, you know, uh, built, a, built a website out of it. And it has lots of different um, types of items. So there's vinyl items, there's uh, photos, there's the most complete uh, program uh, catalog. There's uh, pins and posters and tickets and all sorts of things. And um, so that was sort of the the um, the genesis of the of the, the <laughs> website. Um, and uh, we had collectors from all over the world that loved it and would you know send us things to put in there. And you know we'd put their their names into the the website, and um, it became kind of a group um, idea. You know, throughout all of that, I was also doing um, video work. I was doing uh, audio work. And at the time, you know, it was all VHS. It was all, we didn't even really have CD writers, I think, at that point. It was kind of uh, just on the cusp of that. Yeah. You know, I was doing all of the stuff, you know, with what was available at the time. And uh, um, I even made a, a group called the Genesis Museum uh, DVD group. And that was 2003. And that was at the cusp of when DVD burners were even available. You know, we would try to uh, um, do our best with the video technology available and we would uh, share them and we'd have uh, these things called vines. At the time was a big deal. Now, probably no one's ever heard of this term anymore. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd send them in the mail to somebody and then they would send it to the next person or whatever. And then six months yeah. later, the last person was there. So, you know, we'd, we'd work with that. And um, as the technology improved, you know, we would um, do more, you know, with these uh, types of uh, things. So the Genesis Museum has, has always done lots of different types of things. You know, we've contributed to books. We've, uh, you know, we worked at the Rock Hall uh, production. We uh, did some things for the A&E special for the, um, the Genesis uh, documentary. But it's also, it's not a one-man operation either. You know, there's collectors in Italy that help me with research. I talk to Serge from the Musical Box all the time on, on yeah. getting information. 
you know, that guy, I'll, I'll send him a photo and based on the staging and the haircuts, he'll tell me where it was taken. <laughs> the guy's uh, astounding. And equally with Thomas, you know, recently we've been working together for, you know, a year uh, plus. Yeah. And, um, you know, his, uh, his efforts, uh, you know, are no, uh, no less than mine. He helps me with research and he helps me with ideas and, and all of that. So the Genesis Museum has always been a collaborative kind of thing. Um, it's not, uh, you know, me and uh, just my collection or just my ideas. It's kind of uh, a place where lots of people can contribute and build something. It's funny because uh, coincidentally, I used the Genesis Museum site last night. A friend of mine in San Francisco was in a record store and he was picking up some Genesis records. I've known him since about 1990. We've seen Genesis a few times together. So he sent me the picture and he says, do you have this? Do you recognize this? And it was an LP called Genesis, the silent sun. It was like a, a mixture of songs from the first album that had two versions of silent sun. It had the B sides, but not every track from, from Genesis to revelation. So I said, hold on a second. So I went to the Genesis museum. I went to FGTR and scrolled down and found that it was a German production from 1980. Uh, on the DECA red label. So I told him, so I screenshot and I sent it to him and I said, get it. If it's not too much, he goes, it's seven bucks. I said, get it. Sure. <laughs> so it, it was great to, and, and I was at a park doing this with my daughter. So it was great to all of a sudden at my fingertips, be able to find out information about an album that he's looking at in San Francisco and I'm in New Jersey. So yeah, thank you for uh, the breadth of, information because I, I think it helped him helped helped him out sure. Tama, uh yeah. i know that you're a big genesis fan yeah not not everybody dresses up in watcher of the skies <laughs> gears and does I'm a crazy <laughs> and does a complete video interpretation of watcher of the skies but uh i saw that on youtube last night i i you are dedicated yeah i saw your, <laughs> your comments on the on facebook yeah so yeah, how did how did you get into Genesis? I first listened listened to Genesis uh, back in two thousand. Uh, uh, I was already a, a Peter Gabriel fan uh, because of my father. I bought uh, I bought um, um, i fi system. I'm not sure it's. Uh, uh, I put a, a, an old vinyl of my father's. It was a trespass. Uh, and the first song I heard was "Looking for Someone," and it was uh, just uh, amazing. And it started like this. And a few years later, uh, I found uh, Adam's website and uh, Genesis uh, Movement and everything. Yeah, and I started um, collecting uh, bootlegs and uh, video bootlegs, and uh, and I always wanted more. You know, uh, yes. I know there was more, and I wanted to to get my hands on it and to find. Uh... So um, for years, I just watched videos, and I started looking for more. Uh, like maybe one years or two ago, and uh, I found some great things, uh, like the Bataclan's uh, footage, and I share. Um, uh, when when I found the the footage uh, my idea was to ask um, the best uh, guys uh, out there for 
Genesis videos and it was Adam. So I give uh, him the footage and you know the you know the rest. Now, I, I found a lot of interesting things around my house. I've never found old Genesis footage <laughs> from a classic show. If, if, if you don't mind my asking, like, how did you come across this footage? How did you find this, this great piece uh, of history? First, I'm, a, I'm still a student uh, uh, at the university. I'm studying history. And uh, it gives me uh, some kind of access to uh, archives, so it can help me. But um, good. So, okay. yeah, Thomas is very good at um, research. That's his um, specialty. And uh, to speak a little bit more in generalities, um, all of these videos, um, and I've worked on on hundreds and hundreds. I mean, we've uh, we put out so many eight millimeter and sixteen millimeter and and. Uh, video and, and lots of different uh, um, video sources, but they all start out with an idea. We hear of uh, something, we've, we've, we've read about something, um, yeah. we know somebody who mentioned something, and Thomas has been very good at um, tracking it down. Who do I need to talk to? Um, who does he need to connect with? And, uh, and to be honest, nine times out of ten, the, the, the trail goes cold, mm-hmm. but, but one out of ten times, He'll um, track something down. You know, we need to make a connection with somebody. We need to uh, pay for some uh, thing. You know, he will come up with something amazing. And, um, you know, then we need to um, develop the relationship with whoever owns this uh, item. Um, We need to uh, um, have them trust us because, of course, we're going to um, get access to something that is their property. Um, we need to borrow what we need to, uh, you know, establish ourselves as reliable and trustworthy. You know, we follow the path and we do the, the transfer and we hope that it turns out well. And it doesn't always, sometimes that the footage is not useful or not interesting or damaged, but, you know, like I said, sometimes, you know, one out of 10 times we will strike gold and we'll find some amazing resource. And the other thing that, is amazing is sometimes that resource will lead to a lot of other things. You know, one of the contacts that uh, Tomas has uh, found not only had item A, but he had item B, C, D, and E, you know, so we're working through their uh, collection. I ordered a, I bought a a bumper sticker um, earlier this year. And I just, you know, mentioned to the guy, you know, um, uh, if you have any other Genesis items, you know, let me know. And it turns out he has a box of things that no one's ever heard or seen of before. You know, so that is another path. And I try to, you know, can I borrow X? Can I, you know, transfer Y? Through the years, we have access to, you know, amazing equipment that didn't exist uh, 10 years ago. Um, I've upgraded all of my equipment. Uh, Tomas has just bought a, uh, you know, faster computer. Um, their software tools didn't exist before. And so we explain to these people that we can make your, uh, your item look and sound as, as better than you can imagine. You know, at the end of it, sometimes, you know, people, those people will write me letters. Those people will say how amazing (laughs) the results have been. Um, you know, I can pull a letter out of the, the closet of some guy that, that, you know, he, he couldn't believe what we were able to do because to him it was a film he showed on on the wall 
sometimes with his little projector. You know, he didn't imagine that we could have taken it to this level. But, you know, without the idea, without the research, without the, you know, um, footwork from, you know, someone like Tomas, it doesn't it doesn't happen. So. Right. And it's a it's definitely a lot of trust because they're giving you something that is irreplaceable. Sure. That if it gets damaged, that's uh, they're out of it. They're out of their uh, prized possession. But if the result turns out the way it did, it's a win-win for everybody. They get something that they've owned that is now a thousand times better than it looked. And if it's released, then you have a whole community of hardcore Genesis fans who have are used to seeing something at B quality, and now it's at A plus plus. So sure. it's, uh, for for the specifically for the Bataclan video, how long did it take from you getting the original footage or you know the 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 clay to molding it to what it looked like that we all saw back in March? Um, I don't know if I can give an exact timeline, but I can tell you it was a long time. Yeah. Um, I could tell you it was long enough that when I first worked on it, the tools were not available to give it the justice it deserved. So what happened is I take the clay and I use this tool and I looked at it and I'm like, I know where I can take it, but this tool is not capable of doing it yet. It was like close, but not right. So I made a version and I give it to Tomas and I'm like, it's not, it's not where it needs to be. He's like, this is really great, but you know, maybe we can wait for this other source. Maybe we can find another audio. Maybe we can find another way. And you know, some months go by and then I have an idea. I, I, I find a technique. I, I, I run it through the machine again and I give that to Tomas and he's like, wow, this is really great. You know, can you add a little bit of sharpness? Can you add a little bit of one time I sent him this version, there was so much color, it was ridiculous. He's like, can you turn down the color? You know, so whatever it is, you know, we passed this back and forth for a long time. I mean, my hard drive for this particular project is filled with lots of thrown out versions and blah, this, and this one's got yeah. too much noise. The and, one on um, YouTube, yeah, sorry, you say, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, the one on YouTube is like the... The 100 version, I, I don't know, it's, uh, there's so yeah. many attempts. It's, it's crazy. Right. It's and um, we you have to kind of let the technology catch up to you. In this case, we had to, because first of all, um, the, uh, the project is enormous. I mean, it is um, very long. It's very detailed. It's huge. And um, some of these tools, you know, they don't work on 4K very often. You know, we have to find, you know, even reasonable compression so that you don't fill up uh, an eight gig hard drive with one version. And, um, you know, so I try this and I try that and and just to see what the results are. When this first started, I mean, I would sit there, the machine would go for about two and a half days (laughs) before you found out what your results were, because everything was in its infancy. I had to buy a new machine. Um, uh, you can't see it here, but I bought a fan to go behind the machine because it was throwing out like heat. You wouldn't believe. And some of that stuff has been passed because the, the tools have, have progressed. But, you know, at the time it was a little like we knew we could do something amazing with it, but we just weren't able to get it to where we wanted to yet. But that brings up another issue that we had was 
you can make 18 different videos for sure. You can pick the frame rate. You can pick um, how much noise do you want. You can pick different audio choices. You know, but we're not going to produce um, 15 different versions and because yeah. that's going to confuse everybody and it'll some person will like version 12 and some people you know you know we can't do that so also between tomas and i we tried to see well what which ones do we like you know which ones would we um be proud to to have you know and if he throws it on his system and he says look it's got too much of this or you know not enough of that you know we work it to try to make the best one that we can and you know we're really happy that people loved it but, you know, again, there are those who would say, well, I, I would have done it this way and that way. And that's totally valid. Um, we're only uh, able to make one, uh, you know, um, production. Um, but, you know, it was impressive enough that, you know, Rolling Stone picked up on it. And the Bataclan um, uh, venue has an article on their website about it. And the other place that contacted me was a French TV station. She did a, an interview with me. She was so uh, excited. And um, then she was told she couldn't publish it um, because oh, she has so a they, the TV station has a relationship with the um, INA. And that's another problem that we encounter because w me and Thomas, let's say we can do amazing things, um, but we don't own the rights to anything. We, yeah, don't, we didn't yeah, film yeah. Genesis in the 70s. We don't own the French TV archive. We don't. Um, we're not a member of uh, Charisma Records. So we always have this burden of trying to deal with who owns this material. You know, um, it turns out that it's kind of a shared relationship between the French TV and uh, the record company and the band. And kind of nobody owns everything and they kind of turn a blind eye to some of this YouTube stuff. But at the end of the day, we're fans trying to make this available for free to everybody in the best way we can and hoping that nobody sends us a letter of legal content uh, to us. Right. And, and I, I think they have to assume that this is, it's not a money-making venture. It's a labor of love and you are giving fans a chance to get to know the band who will then go and spend money and go see them in concert. And it, it is, again, it's another win-win. And I just hope people who, it's, it's difficult when you see some of these YouTube people when they have their reviews taken down because the company says, oh, no, you can't use our music. But it, 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 in the end, the company is being paid. The record company, the publishing company, if it's their song being used, they're getting paid. So it's just hopefully they'll see the bigger picture and keep these videos up because they're just fans who you don't want to. Why would you want to upset the fans? <laughs> But uh, another question I had with the, all the technology at the end of the video, there's the interview with the band looks like backstage and Tony Banks is smiling, laughing. How did you achieve that? What effects did you use to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, he's given the um, the unfortunate uh, moniker of never, uh, never smiling or being jovial. But uh, if you watch some interviews with him, he, he does occasionally. Um, but, um, when he's, when he's working, he, uh, yeah. he's just working. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. And Tamal, you can, you understand the conversation they're having. Yeah, I have no problem to understand. I just have, it's just really hard to, to, to speak. I, I'm not used to it, to speaking English. So. 
do they but do he's they um find... just to i don't i don't want to interrupt uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um Tomas is working on a um, translation of the interviews yeah, yeah. Um, that it's we're going to add uh, for subtitles. Excellent, excellent. Uh, do I they... just have to say that uh, the, uh, in the interview, uh, Peter, he, Peter is just telling garbage. Is uh, like he, the interviewer doesn't um, know he's telling fake story. He's talking about... Uh, um, living with David Bowie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. It's just, it's a funny interview. And the interviewer seems to not know that he's joking. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like. that's what I would. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do they do they mention why they're all wearing the same jacket? No, 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 no. It's funny. Uh, I, I started it. I was like, well, that's interesting. It's like when you come off of a a show or a boxing match, they throw a robe around you. That's what I, I kind of pictured. <laughs> they throw the uh, Batacan blazer around you. Again, merci beaucoup pour votre travail on this. I hope I, hope <laughs> I said that correctly. Uh, good, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I said, took a little bit of high school French. <laughs> so yeah, this was, and I did see that Rolling Stone ar article. And uh, yeah, congratulations. This just got a huge, as I said, it, it just flabbergasted everybody. Uh, I think we were like, okay, here's another restoration. Let's see. Okay, maybe it's a little clearer. And then I actually showed my daughter it. I showed her the pre the previous availability of what it looked like. And then I showed her the clean version. And she said, this looks like it was shot today. I said, I know. This is, I don't know, 49 years old or something. So it was amazing. And another great thing, which just popped up this past week, I believe, was a preview of a 1978 show. Yeah, the Vienna one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, it, uh, there's a funny. For, no, I don't know if I can, if I can say so funny, but uh, I was talking with uh, Serge Serge from uh, the Musical Box, and he always liked the the Mirror Tools. So mm -hmm. uh, he, and there is no not so much video available of this tour. No. So he, he asked me, uh, can you find something uh, on this tour? And I say, well, I can try. And one week later, or maybe, uh, I just sent him the link with the, the 16 millimeters film, and he was blown away. He was like, this, this um, 1978 uh, footage was available for years, but in a very, very, very poor quality. And for the first time, he saw it in uh, in uh, HD. I can almost HD because Adam worked on it. And yeah, sometimes it can be very very fast. It was most of the land was down on Broadway, and I think the word that excited most people was preview. Does yeah, that mean yeah. that there's going to be more of just that song, or longer versions of the concert with uh, more songs? No, there's more, but it's not the, the whole show, uh, sadly. Uh, it's very, very similar to the Bataclan footage. It's like uh, the same. It's uh, uh, songs with interview between each song. Uh, so there's more. It's like uh, half an hour of footage. It's short, but at least uh, there's something. But uh, I tried to find the, the rest of the footage, but it seems that it doesn't exist anymore like uh, so many footage 
Right. So what Thomas has done, I'll keep mispronouncing his name, I'm sure, um, is um, he has not only researched the footage, but he's contacted the people involved. So he has looked at the credits and talked to those people. He has found, okay, can you confirm that the footage is really gone? Um, he talked to somebody, um, you know, who used to record audio at the Bataclan, um, yeah. but he was just not recording that day. But really, the telltale sign on the footage you mentioned, the 1978 footage, is when the footage goes from close to far away, you can see the splice in the film, which means this is not a post-production. This is a cut and paste. So the rest of the footage used to be there, but it has been cut onto the floor. And at that point, it's very unlikely that there had been another copy because you'd have to think of the logistics of how, why would there be um, a master and then they would cut, you know, so normally they'd cut the master up and that's why you can see a very clear picture, but also a very clear cut as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame sometimes they weren't as forward thinking that, oh, we should keep this everything for posterity and for the future and yeah. let's just cut what we need kind of like when they uh didn't film the in the cage medley on the invisible touch tour like they said oh we'll just switch cameras we don't need that it's already been in the mama tour video and i think that's another one that people <laughs> wish they could see and i think the holy grail which you know i've heard different things where it has been filmed it wasn't filmed the reunion in 82 some people swear there were cameras some people say no there were no cameras do you have any insights to any possibility uh, of footage there? there there's no um, pictures with cameras on it um, i talked with uh, robert ellis you know the photographer mm -hmm. and he told me that there is no cameras these day but uh, there is people who can assure, uh, who can tell that uh, they saw um, a guy with a, uh, an Italian guy uh, with a, with a camera, uh, and some uh, 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 someone who was filming on stage on the right of the stage, uh, on the um, right part of the stage, but it's just uh, it was. Um, maybe 40 it's for 40 years ago so for, so uh, i'm not sure if uh, somebody can tell so somebody somebody can be sure that it was uh it's i'm sorry i'm sorry it's very hard to to speak no i i get what you're saying and maybe maybe people just it was so rain soaked they thought they saw a camera maybe it was an umbrella who knows yeah <laughs> but um the uh, the stories uh, seem to confirm that it was a um uh, a camera there was one in the audience at least that was a fan camera and one on stage that was um hired yeah. by the band but again we're talking about a shoulder video camera mm. um Nothing that was cool. kind of in an amateurish way it's not um a um a multicam it's not a film that we can really, because, um, you know, usually what Tomas and I work on is film. You know, when you can scan that, when you can um, bring out all of these details, when you can go through the frame rate and, uh, and create so much from it, um, that's not going to be uh, from this show, because even in the best um, scenario, we're talking about kind of a private-ish video um, recording. Right, kind of like what phil was doing with his personal camcorder back in the 80s like just shaky yeah yeah 
other than the the 78 is there any other things coming up that you're at liberty to promote or or preview or is just uh, wait and see there, there's always something uh, but uh i'm can't tell it for now but uh i can tell that sometimes uh you found something you found that something was filmed and uh you ask for the footage and they can't find it so it lost like um uh i was in contact with uh, the um, sonuma it's a belgian uh, archive uh, site and we know that uh, genesis was filmed two times for pop shop in 1971 and 1972 uh we all know the 72 film because it's available right. for years on youtube and and but um, the 71 is still uh is still lost or for, for now and um when i found out there was a there was something i was uh you know uh excited and uh and suddenly they can there was there was no there was no there was no able to to find the the, the the footage and it's the same for the um, 72 it's lost too the last time it was uh, scanned, it was in two in early two thousand, and since uh, the footage is lost, so there's no HD version possible of this one. Well, but I, um, I, just to clarify, um, sometimes these things are lost but not gone. Um, yeah. The Tomas has found um, many cases where the footage has been stolen, some cases where the footage has been misplaced, and so we try to maintain connections with people and to bring our profile up so that if somebody says hey you know we found something that we thought was lost one time you talk to the archive and nothing is there and the next time you talk to them they're like sure it's here um and this particular one the belgian one uh tomas has even um uh followed through to other countries where the film is supposed to be um yeah and uh it may it may turn up one day um we're, yeah. we're always working you know your detective skills are bar none i mean there thank you guys for really putting the you know the, the nose to the grindstone and, and digging deep and following up on leads because yeah this has been a, a wild ride i say for genesis fans over the last month for coming up for for things that are you know where can people keep a lookout and find you guys and learn more about you adam what what would you like to uh have people follow you at I mean, I, I'm always working on the website. Um, you know, I've been working with uh, photographers lately. I've uh, been uh, scanning lots of uh, photos, and I'm going to make a whole uh, photo section on the website only with unpublished uh, photography of the band. And, um, of course, the YouTube area. You know, for years, we've had trouble trying to reach large audiences, you know, with Vines and with uh, um, downloads sometimes. You know, in the best case scenario, we get a few hundred, we get a few thousand people we could reach. But, you know, with uh, with YouTube, um, you know, the work that I did on the Shepard and film is over six million views. And you can't do that any other way. You know, um, before YouTube, this wasn't yeah. kind of a possibility. And so, um, yeah, you know, we have uh, my channel. We have uh, Tomas's channel. Um, for YouTube. And um, for a while, I had a, a forum that um, we were doing some some work on there. We uh, we had that going for maybe about uh, four or five months. And um, the problem with the forum was that it became difficult to manage. 
there's lots of different people with lots of different, you know, um, motivations and there's, you know, there's bickering, there's, um, you know, not following, uh, rules. And, that's and that's a that. nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, you know, they don't really have, um, you know, the, the same intentions that, that, that we do. And so it becomes difficult to share information or to share footage or to, um, you know, have somebody, uh, um, provide us with material that we work on and not have it go everywhere before we're finished with it. So that, that really didn't work for our, um, our setup. But right now, um, I think Tomas and I have been using YouTube for that and it reaches a, a, a very large audience and, um, you know, it also allows people to comment and interact with us, uh, to, uh, to some degree. And that's a uh, genesis-museum.com. Um, it's genesismuseum.com is the website. For a while, the Genesis websites were using the Dash because the Genesis Music website used the Dash. They couldn't get Genesis, I guess, as a website. Um, so the movement and also discography that were big websites um, at that time um, when they were created, um, they were using the Dash. But the Genesis Museum is uh, no Dash, so for whatever that's worth. <laughs> uh, Tama, uh, where are you on YouTube? Oh, uh, there's my uh, my channel, um, Ignaton, on YouTube, and you can f also follow me on Facebook. Uh, but um, everything I uh, I have will be posted on on YouTube one day. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and we'll, uh, we'll include links to where everywhere where people can uh, find you guys. On, only the the my YouTube channel, you know, Ignaton. But uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll 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 plug your. Watcher of the skies. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be doing any more videos like that? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not now because uh, it's it took a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it was uh, the it was my wife behind the cameras, and she <laughs> she is pregnant. So ah, congrats. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> Yeah, one day uh, we'll do maybe the musical box or the knife or something like that because it's funny. It's just funny, you know. I I always uh, I I really like the um, theatrical theatrical aspect of Genesis, mm -hmm. uh, the costumes and everything, and, um, and I like to recreate them. I have a, a lot of costumes: the flower, the old man mask, uh, the fox head, and everything, and I. And I hate when people recreate them, uh, but uh, you know, uh, in a very, very, very bad way. So I, t uh, one day I was telling to myself, is it so hard to to do a, a, a recreation of the Peter Gabriel's mask? So I tried to do the um, the flower mask, but I took my time to do it properly. I found photos. And when I was ready with uh, enough information, I started to make the flower. It was looking good, so I I do another one. I did another one. I did the I did the the, the hat from I know what I like. Then uh, the the bat wings, the the fox head, and everything. So it's yeah. There there will be uh, another video one day. I don't know when, but yeah. Oh, but we'll the other the other that. part that he's not really uh, saying is, um, um, yes, he does all the research, but he does an awful lot of work. Um, he had sent me color swatches for the Batwings cape over months, 
for him to <laughs> see if he can get the colors exactly right for the cape. Um, okay. And his um, his masks, um, funny enough, um, if you look on a Genesis website or a Genesis group, they will be put there right next to the originals with no yeah. disclaimer that Thomas <laughs> has made them. Um, it is just put in there as the regular mask. And to be honest, it, it looks the exact same. Um, yeah, very but it's yeah. um it's just so good that um people can't even tell the difference yeah, uh, that's a you. good compliment and very impressive thank you thank you uh all right guys well i really appreciate your time and thanks a lot we look forward to more coming out of you guys and uh seeing what's what surprises lie ahead great thank you thanks for having us That was uh, my discussion with Adam and Tama, and uh, just talking to Mike about some of the things that we, you know, if you put these two videos side by side, what was out there and what they restored, there are audience members. There are actually people sitting in the audience, which you can see now. Which <laughs> before was just this big dark blur. Uh, you can see, you know, the shine on Steve's guitar. Yeah. Uh, Mike's Rickenbacker label. There's a there's a great shot. I think early on where the camera pivots around the back of Tony and then the back of Phil, yeah. where you see Phil's tubular bells. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, I think that was the first time when I really went, Oh my God, this is just unbelievable. Yeah. Just, just seeing all that in clarity, seeing, seeing every pore on Phil's face at different times or on Peter's face, seeing Tony smile here and there, as you pointed out <laughs> in the interview too it's a really impressive piece of work and you know, it's great that we have these things and that people are willing to put in the energy and effort to kind of bring them to fans again, free of charge, you know, they're just doing it for the sake of doing it uh, because it is, you know, let's just say probably questionable ownership of who actually owns this footage way back in the day because, and nobody really cares until you start trying to make money from it and everything. So you never quite know how that's going to work out. I was impressed. Again, you kind of, after you watch it for a while, you're like, oh yeah, the quality's good. And then at the end of this video, I think during the knife, when it cuts back to basically unrestored video or uh, film, I'm like, oh my God, this was so much better than what we originally had. Yes. Because you see, when you see that change, it reminds you of just how 70s it looked before in the quality and the softness of the film. And the 4K restoration brought it out amazingly. So, again, you know, I for for, for being very blasé about it at the beginning, I will I will sing these guys' praises that they did great work with this. <laughs> you can see every wrinkle, every bulge. I mean, uh... <laughs> yes, P Peter enjoyed showing off some of his uh, some of his uh, talents. Let's just say. So, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. In case there are kids listening, so the prickly porcupine. We'll go with exactly. That. A couple other recent releases from uh, Igniton and the Genesis Museum. 
if you can get a chance, check them out, is they released, it's an audio only file, but it's on YouTube. Uh, Phil Collins, an interview from 1974 during the Lamb tour. And I think it's very detailed. It's actually, I think the transcription is on the, in the video. So you can read oh, along. Okay. Uh, actually, I haven't listened to all 40 minutes, but I spot listened a few times and it's, it's, that's some really interesting things. Uh, okay. So definitely check that out. We put the link down on Twitter and Facebook. The other uh, great piece which came out and was just a preview was uh, from Vienna in 1978 during the, and then there were three tour. They did, it looks like a 4K restoration or at least HD of one of the songs from that tour, Lamb Last Night on Broadway. It's about maybe three quarters of the song. And uh, according to Tama in the interview, that's just a preview. And what should be forthcoming date TBD mm-hmm. is about an hour long special, which is kind of like the Bada Clan, where they have clips of an interview mixed with show clips. And from that '78 tour, from that '78 yeah, well, tour, from that show, from that Vienna oh, show. Oh wow! Okay, sure. And considering there's probably not a lot of great footage from the Mirrors tour, so it will be great to see what they come up with. No, I think that there's that, I think it was on one of the bot sets, actually probably the, the middle years bot sets from back in the day that had maybe that three dates with Genesis documentary that was during right. the, um, during the, the mirror tour, the, and then there were three tour. And I've talked about this before. There's a, this has nothing to do with the mirrors, but there's a great documentary also from the Duke tour that's out there that I've never seen. It didn't show up on the, on the bot set. Maybe again, there's maybe those rights issues, but. I have it somewhere on videotape and it's fantastic. So I think it was done for the BBC. So great stuff. But yeah, there's good stuff out there you can find if you look for it. And and people putting the energy in to restore these things is is really a positive thing within the fan community. I'm looking forward to the mirrors footage, except I'll have to just grin and bear it because the mirrors tour always makes me nervous. I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> during that. And then there were three episodes, but those large mirrors always kind of making me anxious if they could fall shards of glass on peter or phil <laughs> no sorry on phil or mike or tony it's just it just makes me wary even even though you even though you know that it didn't happen <laughs> you know we are talking about something from 45 years ago or so you know that there were no accidents <laughs> but i'm still worried for them I understand. So, you know, they're, 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 we can prove that time travel happened if, if somebody goes back and messes with those mirrors now. So, but yeah, it's impressive. You know, it, it's cool to look at this stuff and to see the films that really, that for fans of our age, you know, who kind of were coming of age in the, in the 80s, we missed out on all this stuff. And for those of you who were back in yeah. the 70s, you can see this stuff like it was back in the day. So I think that there's a good, it refreshes people's memories or gives people a taste of what what was and if you weren't able to be there. So again, we want to thank uh, Adam and Tama for lending us their pearls of wisdom and giving us a little sneak of what might be coming up soon. And uh, I think we're good to go from there. Do you have anything else you want to add, Mike? No, I think we're good. Actually, because this is a little bit of a special episode and we've actually recorded our next episode, we could actually preview what we're going to be talking about and let people know that we're going to be talking about no jack required is the next album we're talking about. And do we want to say who our guest is for that episode? We could give a hint. It's a female. And the other hint is lady balls. 
<laughs> yes, that's someone, uh, if, who used to be, someone who used to be a regular on this show. Right. There you go. I think that that's that's a good hint. I think it's oblique enough that maybe people won't pick up on it. But I think if you've listened to the show at all, you, of course, will pick up on it. So, well, that's been fantastic. Um, this is Mike. And this is Tom. And we'll see you next time on Tabletop Genesis. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at genesistabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast or send us questions we can address on future episodes.